you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. What is up, people? In today's section 312, I am back from my little hiatus. We got some spring training talk. Matt just joined. We talked the fight. Watched it firsthand. It was great. NFL rules week three, I believe, of the XFL. I hadn't been paying attention too much, but I, I saw little snippets here and there. We got some NBA talk because I didn't get to get on that action last week. A brand new Sneedlers list. Matt's moment. Ball guy of the week. Plus an all-new starting five. Guys, did we decide on underrated movies? Is that what we decided on? I, th- I think so. I think so, yeah. So starting... Also, sh- also shout out, I went to an XFL game. Um, we're going to get into it. I know you <laughs> did. I want to I wanna hear your thoughts firsthand, but we're going to get into that. But before we sit in today's section 312, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Thrive fantasy guys thrive fantasy is a dfs app for prop bets they have eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by allowing you the fans to choose the top tier athletes you just basically around like over under point values how many yards they can get it's really easy go in the app store download thrive fantasy and when you do enter our code sec312 to to get an instant match on your first deposit of up to ten dollars you deposit ten you're gonna get ten more if you enter sec312 it's a no-brainer go download them in the app store thrive fantasy got to start right now because the stash is looking a little beefy <laughs> you're in the car and you look like bowling just ended so bowling is actually tomorrow on a thursday um i'm still at the church we had choir practice so i'm driving on the way right now i'm gonna listen in on the show and then join back in when i have a good microphone so so matt how um how good of a singer are you in church choir? Um, I consider myself one of the better voices. I hit pitches, and uh, I have it with volume. So if Kanye West's agents called you and <laughs> asked you to go perform at his Sunday service in the gospel choir, do you think you can hit all the notes that he would want out of you? Hell yeah, he can. I mean... With practice, I gotta have practice. You get twenty four like, hours. Practice. Are you a pitch bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that on a show somewhere. Where's, where's Alan Iverson when you need him to say practice? Talking about practice. <laughs> that is one of my favorite interviews of all time. So, but uh, I'll join back in whenever I get home. It's gonna be like ten minutes. Matt is on his Start way to his personal studio. You got 10 minutes to win it. Fear is not a factor for you. Over under over under eight and a half minutes. Oh, I'm taking under. I'm taking the under. I'm going to start the timer right now, okay? Matt is driving in his car. He just started it. 
eight and a half minutes, I'm going to take the under. Is the pizza on the line, Jeremy? I think the pizza should be on the line. Uh-oh. Absolutely not. Oh, how? So <laughs> I thought you were trying. I thought you were trying to lose weight. How come you're over here always trying to wager pizzas? All right, so that's a very wasn't good, that your New Year's resolution was to okay. lose weight? All right, all right. So that's a very <laughs> good segue here because I'm back from Arizona. It was a great little vacation, and I'm back sitting in section three one two. I have a lot to report to you guys. But speaking of pizza, that is probably one of the very many things I did not eat in Arizona. I can basically say I tried almost every single fast food there is. Oh, yeah? even uh, Are you an In-N-Out guy? I love In-N-Out. I got a story about In-N-Out when we get to talk about the fight later. And Animal style or non-animal style? Probably animal style, to be honest with you. Attaboy. That's the only way to eat In-N-Out is animal style. So, I tried In-N-Out. I tried Whataburger. I tried yes. I tried Rallies. I had Burger King one morning. I went to Portillo's. And I had Arizona? Joe's. Yeah, the Portillo's moved, up, moved a bunch of locations out to Arizona. That He's overselling this. He's very over... They have two. Two locations, and the one is in Mesa, where the Cubs are. Hey, that's more than zero. So, so I was in Arizona for spring training. You guys all know this, but I am back, and I got stalking all the Chicago Cubs players. I got a lot to report. Coaches, I was not stalking. Okay, it's practice. (laughs) It was free. It was open to the public. It was a good old time. It was a great time. So, I bought a Kyle Schwarber jersey for $30 at the store. I got a discount. I brought it to practice, and he was taking BP and doing drills with, I think it was Souza, Ian Happ, and Jason Hayward. And I just held it up on the chain fence, like the entire practice, right? He looked at it like, the entire practice, I was the very first person he came to after practice, signed the jersey, and now I'm getting a frame. So I got Kyle Schwarber signed jersey for $30. Thank you, Kyle. We had a, our little chit-chat of reminisce from when we met at Monday Night Raw at the Allstate Arena, so he knew what was up. Love to have you on the show. Are you guys best friends now? Nah, we're not bad. He looks good, though, man. He probably looks the best shape he's ever looked for a baseball season. Like, he looks good. He's hitting the ball really well. His his base running looks good. His feelings looking good. Kyle Schroeder's going to have probably the biggest bounce back. Okay, it's not even a bounce back here. I just think he's finally going to carry what he did in the second half of the season last year into the beginning you know, of it's, this year. You know what's great, though? You're saying all of this, and it's February 26th. He's had, like, two days of spring training. No, I'm not talking spring training. <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm talking practice. Just seeing how exactly. It's even ethic. worse. He looks good. I'll tell you right now, though, who does not look good for the Cubs? Chris Bryant does not yeah. look good. He does not look good. He doesn't. He took a picture with me 
he kind of he's like he's like hey i was like i'm not signing anything no i was like what i was like i don't want i don't have anything for you to sign anyway i was like just take a picture with me he's like all right he's like but only you <laughs> i was like okay chris just let's take the picture <laughs> he's like going off i was like chris chill i just wanted a picture so, real quick was it about looking good or was he being mean yeah, See, right. that's the thing. Clear. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people. Baseball relatedness to this is what I what I'm curious about. I see. I don't know. I don't know because you know it seems like. What do you mean you don't know? It seems like he's out there, but it's like I f- everybody can feel like he doesn't want to be there anymore. Like that's that was the vibe out in Mesa that people sense that he didn't want to be there. So in well, David, when everybody says they're going to trade you, I would I wouldn't understand that one. And David Ross is running this club completely different than Joe. They had two fields that they didn't even use, and all the stars stayed on field one. None of them were on different fields like the years before. Like they walked right into the clubhouse right after practice, barely interacted with fans, like the superstars, right? John, one day, John Lester just walked by everybody and said, stop selling tonight's sign, and then just got in his car and left. Like, it was a very hostile environment yeah, out there. It doesn't Mason. sound fun at all. No, it, it wasn't. It was very, very let down. But Kyle Schwarber, he made the trip worth it. Testy. <laughs> he, he made the trip worth it. In that same store that I bought that Kyle Schwarber jersey, I got an Antonio Brown jersey, 20 bucks. Oh, that's stitch, stitch. <laughs> okay. Everybody saying you can use that as a you can use that as a shop rag now. Everybody saying that, but it's a Steelers Antonio Brown jersey and it's Stitch. It's Nike. So I was like, okay, I could. That was before he went off. You know, he he before he jumped off the wagon. Yeah, but that's even worse. Like at least at this point, like just for the lulls, you might as well get like an Antonio Brown like. Uh, Patriots jersey or like a Raiders one, like something okay. kind of comical. Here's the thing: if they had the Patriots one, you know I would have copped that firsthand, right? <laughs> they had a Raiders one, but it wasn't stitched. It was just like that stick-on material. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the little printed, printed, right, 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 printed the one. printed one. I was like, no, nah, I don't like that one. But then they just had this one Steelers one that was stitched, and I was like, twenty bucks, give me that, you know. It looks good though. It really does. I was very glad for twenty bucks. I wasn't gonna pass it up. So, that's my Cubs news. Oh, and the best reliever for the Cubs this year, mark my words, Adbert Azale. That kid's off-speed pitches are great. So good. Kid's like twenty something. So good. Yeah, he's one of their. He's like one of their top thirty prospects, isn't he? And he wears. Yeah. The, he wears a different pair of Jordans every single day. Every single day, it's a different pair of shoes. I kept on messing with them the entire week. I was like, I was like, Abbert, what'd you bring today? What kind of shoes? He just starts laughing. What about you down there, uh, Jeremy? Did you uh, have a chance to go out to any of the uh, spring training games? I've been to like almost all of their games so far. How are the Rays looking? I mean, like I said, I mean, as, as good as anyone can look for the first two days of playing against low A and double A players. 
Have you seen a lot of players and coaches, you know, kind of interact more with the fans down there? Did you go to, to uh, I have no idea. I've been working the games. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. So I never made it out to the Sox camp. I wanted to really bad to go link up with Chuck Garfine and say what's up to him. I saw I saw Jesse Rogers out there and I busted his balls a little bit. I was like, Jesse, I was like, when when you coming on the show, when you're doing the interview, he's like, whenever. I was like, I was like, that's bullshit, Jeffy. I was like, that's bullshit, Jesse. I emailed you like five times and you never responded. And he's like, he's like, we'll schedule something. We'll schedule something. I was like, here, take my new card. I was like, it's updated. Take it. He's like, all right. I was like, Jesse, how pissed are you that you didn't win ball guy of the year? He's like, it was rigged. I should have won. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> I started cracking up. I was like, Jesse, we're going to talk about this. I was like, we're talking. He's like, all right, we'll schedule something. So Jesse Rogers soon. But I never saw Kelly Crow out there, and I was wondering why. So it turns out she doesn't report for the Cubs anymore. She's moved on with her career and is now a like on-field reporter for the Atlanta Braves. So ah. I'm assuming a lot of the old people are gone because of the Marquee Sports Network, right? The Marquee Sports Network, uh, they got Mark Grace now, apparently, who's going to be a big... Uh, TV personality now. Lou Pinella now is on the market. He was also out at the uh, practice. Sweet Lou. Yeah, so he's on the Marquee Sports Network. and uh, So it's completely different people. Apparently, I'm not going to be able to watch the Cubs games because I don't have DirecTV or Hulu Live, which makes no sense. I was about sense. to ask about that debacle. What? I was about to ask about that whole debacle. Dude, it's a mess. Okay, they haven't signed a contract yet with Xfinity. So it's beautiful for the White Sox, though. 160 out of 162 on Comcast now. It's all in one channel. Yeah, isn't that's crazy? The White, I swear, the White Sox are going to have a better record this year. I, they will definitely win the division. I really think the White Sox can win the division. Damn right, Severino. I'm sure, they can. You guys I mean, saw the news. I don't know if they will. You guys saw the news about Severino and the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees are falling apart. Stanton's hurt too. Yeah, but he's fighting back to make it for opening day, and that. But the Severino news hurts. I mean that that's a big loss to their rotation. Well, and on top of on top of Paxton Paxton being hurt and uh, Air, uh, whatever uh, Domingo Herman is suspended too. Suspended, yeah. Did you guys see the video of the dude on uh, that went viral that has autism that could predict or not predict but recap the Yankees scores from any date since the new stadium opened, and he'll even tell you the pitcher that uh, was pitching. Have not seen it. It's all no. it's all over social media right now. There's I, I I don't know how he does it, but it's incredible. It's probably he's probably a savant. So the last baseball thing, because I'm trying to get out all my baseball feels because I'm so excited. Baseball is finally back. Mason Bumgarner is a bull roper. You mean Mason Saunders? Mason Saunders is that yeah. one of the greatest alias names ever? Mason Saunders. It's not bad. And considering that he had a whole reason for for it with he's like, yeah, I shortened my name from Madison to Mason and then Saunders is my wife's maiden name. It's like he had a whole he had a whole system. It wasn't like it was just some random thing he came up with. <laughs> 
I know, but Mason Saunders has the ring to it that sounds like it could be another famous person. Mason Saunders sounds like he could fit in anywhere. Like if the, like there was a, like I could imagine a Mason Saunders in the MLB, in hockey, in boxing, as an accountant. Like I could imagine just so many Mason Saunders. Yeah, and you know it's like you're at Portillo's number eighty one. Mason Saunders, like, <laughs> come, your food is ready. Yeah, right. Like, it just and like, goes. And then you're like, oh, I think I went to college with a Mason Saunders. And someone's like, oh, yeah, my cousin is Mason Saunders. It's like, oh, yeah, it all makes sense now. So, Mason Saunders, oh, gotta grab the keyboard. Mason Saunders, greatest name, alias name, I think. I mean, eventually, I think we should do a starting five, like, alias names. Like, people that had multiple, like, like, people that had multiple <laughs> names, you know what I'm talking about? No, and absolutely not. You, you know... I will veto that right now. He's vetoing it. He's vetoing it. And you're not getting pardoned, so... Well, that puts that to rest. Sorry, boss. That puts that to rest. But my MLB talk is pretty much... Go- oh, I got one more thing. I got... Okay, just hear me out. So I, oh I get back two days ago. I, I beat the snow that we never got up here, okay? Because United sent us all, out like all alerts saying, we'll pay for you to change your flight due to inclement weather. So I changed it. I get back out here. My buddy goes to the Cubs game the next day. He texts me and says, dude, CC Sabathia is here signing autographs. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, CC's at the Cubs game right now. He walked in with Ian Happ. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, how does that make any sense? So I'm thinking, hear me out. Cubs need a fifth starter. CC comes out of retirement, gets 15 wins in a Cub uniform. Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. Over under six. Over under. I don't, he, I don't think over he can under, make fifteen starts ever again. Over <laughs> under. Over under. He is not leaving his couch unless it's a broadcast booth. You just gotta. You just gotta. You know, roll with me here, and that's time. <laughs> that no. is that is time, Matt. Fourteen minutes, thirteen mm-hmm. seconds. What do you have to say Here's for yourself? Happened. No, no, no. I don't want an excuse. I want to say I hey, was wrong. Quinn, you got to listen here. Listen here. I actually did get home in that 10-minute mark. It just took three minutes for my computer to get loaded. No, no, you didn't because I watched the clock, and I wasn't going to stop it as soon as you walked through the door. When that door opened, my stopwatch said 11.16. The agreement was 10 minutes to get home. Either way, you failed, and I want to hear you admit you fucked up. I ain't admitting shit. Quentin, you're, 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 not, you're not one to talk here with all of your weird Chicago Cubs stories, all these aliases, and saying CeCe's going to get 15 wins. I'll tell you who did fuck you're up. Out of your damn mind. The Astros. Did you see Bregman? Bregman got sat down today. Somebody threw at him. Yeah, that was St. Louis Cardinals pitcher. And I'm glad he did, too. Put yeah. all those boys on their ass. I don't give a shit. Matt, though, I'm glad you made it because you made it just in time for your moment. 
Matt, give <laughs> us your moment. Well, I'm going to take this moment to see how the Salukis did because I only they, saw the first half. Uh, well, you're going to have some bad news there, bud. Oh, freaking Sneed. It's still loading. Hey, I just want to let you know. It would have been it would have been really upsetting for you to get like super hyped just to find out that they Freaking you, know, you, you got to rip that bandaid off, man. Jeez, just trying thanks. to help. Just trying to help. Is it, are we done with baseball? Yeah, it's Matt's moment. Oh, I had one other baseball thing I wanted to say. Run it, Matt's still Even for Matt's moment. Okay, it's about um. Just I don't know if anybody's heard of Yermin Mercedes, but he's a fun watch. Have you ever heard of him or seen him? He's a White Sox yes. prospect. Yes, he's a third he's baseman, huge. right? Or is he a left fielder? He's a catcher primarily. They say he maybe could play some corner outfield, but he's a big boy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it would I be saw that, and he's got a little brother too. That's pretty big. He's kind of Juan Uribe esque, very big and you know pudgy. But, but he, Juan hit, Uribe. he hit one about. He hit one about 480 feet in the first, well, the second game against the Dodgers. I'm sorry, the first game was the Reds. Second game was the Dodgers. It was an absolute bomb. Yeah, I did see that guy. That guy looked, that's what I'm saying. The White Sox are going to win that like division. There's a meme of him drinking beer and rubbing it all over his belly. It's pretty funny, too. So he's got, he's got it on every, every, all facets. They seem like they're having fun down there. Yeah, they more, do. More fun than, than the Cubs. Cubs. Some fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also learned that uh, I guess Edwin Encarnacion had seen Eloy Jimenez in the Dominican Republic when he was twelve. So that was a whole connection there they were talking about. Well, oh, like he personally watched him. Yeah, like he went to a camp to see his nephew or a cousin or something. I think it was like his nephew, and then Eloy was there, and he had met him then and knew he was going to be special. Like he like he was twelve years old, and he's hitting out of the park to right field. You know, I was like blown away. You know, and now here he is. Love it. Yeah, I'm so excited for baseball. Matt, you you saw your Salukis. They're not doing too well. What do you got for it? Um, well, it was a, it was like a back-and-forth game from what I can see. It was kind of close at the 10-minute mark at the second half, but uh, I guess they just lost, uh, lost a touch of the game during senior night. But... There's one more chance to, you know, prove ourselves uh, on Sunday night, I think. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the Missouri Valley Tournament. Uh, Do they have to win it to make it? Um, they're already in it. Everybody, yeah, everybody is in talking it. About, I'm talking about the NCAA tournament, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh. They're, 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 not getting in, yeah. they're not going to get in they unless they win. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have to win. I'm not sure, but... Uh, they definitely have to win in the tournament, but m- maybe if somehow they beat Northern Iowa in the tournament, maybe they would get a glance. But nah. we all know that's gonna be a, that's gonna be the championship game. You know that. But um, yeah, Northern Iowa's good. Yeah, Northern Iowa is good, and I uh, was kind of disappointed in their uh, in the game versus them. We should have beat them on national TV at their house. Interesting. Um, somebody else is who. Uh, somebody who is having a grand old time are the St. Louis Battlehawks, um, and uh, yeah. their home crowd uh, pushed the owners to be like, you know what? Let's open up the second bowl for the Los Angeles game. 
They need to. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's probably going to happen, and uh, that, that shit's going to be crazy. Second bowl, like another level of the dude. second level. Sneed, it's the oh. lower bowl and the upper oh. bowl. <laughs> <laughs> He's going why off. You, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> why why don't you just stick to baseball and race? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh God! God! I pay attention to stadium speed. You pay attention to players and stats. <laughs> oh my God. Go Matt. What? 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 Who hurt you today? Uh, you accused me of being late for the show, which I was. I was late for the show, but I did make it home in ten minutes. All <laughs> right. All right. So I'm glad your moment has something to do with the XFL because. Let's just jump into it. XFL Week Three. I watched. I did watch that Battle Hawks game a little bit of it while I was at the Dirk Bentley Bar in Arizona. Dude, at that bar is awesome. I don't like country music at all, but they were doing twenty dollars up front, glass of champagne or a mimosa, and every refill after that was a penny. So that that was pretty cool. Um, but the Battle Hawks Week Three, XFL. Let's just start there. Are the Battlehawks the team to beat? What's their record right now? Are they two no. and one? The record is two and one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Undefeated Houston at home. Team to, be, to beat. Who's the team to beat? Houston Roughnecks. Are they three and zero? Oh? Yes, sir. What happened to Cardell and the DC Defenders? They took a big old shit in LA on Sunday night. They got beat thirty-nine to nine. They who? were undefeated though. By who? By LA. What's, two was 0-2. What's LA? 0-2 versus 2-0, and 0-2 and killed them. It was really weird. What's the LA team? Wildcats. The Wildcats took down the DC Defenders, and then we yeah. then we head on over. Four interceptions. Oh, wow. Leading me to victory when I was playing against them. XFL, in they're in XFL fantasy. Who's the best player right now? Oh, Cam Phillips by far. Cam? He is shitting everywhere. What position is Cam Phillips? He's a wide receiver, and he scored 30 points three weeks in a row. Oh, my gosh. Who has Cam he Phillips? Had 40, he had 45 the other day. Who had, he had 45 against me this week, but I still found a way to win. That's crazy. And then we take because, ourselves. Well, because I have his quarterback. That's why. <laughs> and then we take ourselves into the snake pit. The good old Mark Tressman days. Dude, don't even don't even start. Jeremy, hey, they looked a lot. Better. Don't okay. even start. Jeremy, you were first Ugh. hand, first hand at the Tampa Bay Vipers game. Jerseys Ugh. are jerseys are decent. The logo's Ugh. all right. Everything else, not even in sight. Dude, I I paid like zero attention to that game because I was surrounded by coworkers and and good people at this game and. We we definitely took advantage of some of some pregame activities. Um, were there any were there any fees? Were there any what? Were there any women? <laughs> at at a football game, yes, Vance. There were plenty of <laughs> plenty of females at this I mean, football you game. Bring some shit. I mean, I don't <laughs> go to the game. And some of my coworkers are indeed female. So yes. Um, oh, there we go. That wasn't that wasn't part that wasn't the plan. Of course, we were there. We were there to have a good time, and we did have a good time. But the issue was, of course, good old good old Florida weather. They the 
the mat, you know, weather online was like, oh, don't worry, it's going to be a calm and like 60 something degree day. So I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, weather app. I can trust you. So I wore like jeans and a thin, like long sleeve t shirt. And it was hot, hot as shit at this game. And we sat in the end zone and roasted for however long the game was and watched them lose. And then me and my, my buddy Kyle, we, we sat at the uh, tunnel waiting for Mark Tressman, who never came. So we were, we were going to give him a piece of our mind a little bit. Some built up, you know, some built up frustration. But yeah, they stink. But Houston, Houston's pretty good. They looked a lot better this week. They had had no clue offensively, and they put up some points and played well against a good team. I mean, you know, the defense—the defense is just a—the defense is just atrocious, though. I mean, you yeah, can't. their secondary is in, is in shambles. They're, yeah, they're, you you they're, can't let up. On. You can't let up an 80, 84 yard touchdown and let PJ Walker just go just go freaking nuts and do whatever he wants. <laughs> he looked like Mahomes, honestly, like mini Mahomes. Like, yeah, <laughs> how good he was against them. So. You guys keep up with the XFL a lot more than I have. So far, what do you think of the league? How many how many stars? Um, I mean, there's a couple. Maybe like some people yeah. are making are are kind of like resurfacing. I don't know if they're becoming stars, but it's kind of like people like Cardiel Jones, like Landry Jones, um, you know, they're they're so sort of resurfacing. Let me, let where me you're put like, it oh, this yeah, way. I do remember when they were good. Let me put I it this way. I do remember when they were relevant. Like, oh, okay, cool. How many people? Tiyama was only 22, and he's interesting. The, the, uh, yeah, like him, yeah, like him, yeah, him too. It was like, you forget. He's, he's, you he's forget. a hell of a runner. Yeah, so, it was like you, for, you forget about all, how good he was at Ole Miss and how he didn't really get a chance to do anything in the NFL. And then you're like, oh, right. cool. He's, so how many people... How many people would you say the NFL would actually be considering? Um, I mean, they'll probably take. Time Hold on, did you just say? Imagine. Did you just say considering? Yeah, he said oh, considering. Yeah, I was thinking I about said that. Considering. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I said out here making up words. I said considering. You said considering. <laughs> I'll play it back too. Welcome to Section Three One Two, where we just hey, where we just man. make up words. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's been it's been a rough week, guys. All right, long week. Considering, <laughs> there you go. Do you think the XFL is actually going to last uh, more than a year? Definitely. I do. Yeah, I mean, pr- pr- at least longer like than AAF years. did. They got a three-year window. <laughs> Longer than uh, XFL I mean, Part they're, they're 1. They're not profitable. Well, it also yeah. helps. They're not profitable in three years. It'll be gone, though. It also, so that's kind of their window. It also helps that Vince McMahon is having these Saudi Arabia events and collecting tons of money to fund the XFL through Saudi Arabia. So, Well, yeah, and he sold a bunch of shares, which is even you know more important. He sold like $350 million worth of shares, which you know gives him money in the pocket to, to kind of spend. Yeah, but you sold them not to... That he sold them to people that are close to him, that so he could still have control. Yeah, exactly. It's the best way to do it. Just like Dana White sold UFC and still gets to run it. That's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it's crazy. So that guy's like the smartest businessman I've ever seen. XFL Week Three 
in the books. Just give me an update on your guys' league. Who's in first? And what's uh, on second? Me, I gotta be honest, I'm kind of... Uh, oh. Yeah, me and Will are tied for first. Me and Will Brown are both 3-0. and In our fantasy league. Freaking tryhards. <laughs> and I drafted Will's team, so I feel like I'm 3-0 and twice. But, um, I don't know. It's cool. Like, it's been a fun little league. We've had a couple little trades. Me and Matt made a trade last week that, you know, benefited him quite a bit because my guy was injured, but it was more of a future move. Yeah, you go ahead and sit on your six-point player. Speaking of fantasy, (laughs) speaking of fantasy, Matt. Let's talk about real fantasy, like basketball. Yes. Well, real quick, real quick, real quick, before we get away from XFL, you said you watched the St. Louis Battlehawks game here and there, right? Uh, maybe you saw the 56-yard field goal attempt. No, for, uh, no, I, but I saw points. I saw the first ever kickoff return. That was a kickoff that return was nice. for six. That was and, beautiful. Uh, and Taylor Rosalino is kicking the shit out of this pigskin over here, bro. Did he make it from 56? He made it, dude. That's three points. That's good. Okay, I was like, you said attempt. I'm like, so did he make it? (laughs) Matt, Matt, do you have a Battlehawks jersey? Do you have a Battlehawks jersey? I do not have a Battlehawks jersey because I don't want to spend 200 bucks. Their merchandise is surprisingly expensive. Yeah, it's two hundred bucks. I went to the game. I went to the game, and the only thing I ended up buying was a water bottle because it was six ninety nine. Like perfect. I, I want to get a first water bottle. <laughs> I definitely want to get a Battlehawks t shirt, um, and that's about it. Maybe maybe a white and a blue one. That's about it. That's crazy. Yeah, but even even those shirts were at the game. The shirts were like twenty eight dollars for like this crappy little t shirt. That's twenty five plus tax. But yeah. So Matt. Well, no, it was twenty eight plus tax. Oh, in the stadium, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt, you've become a St. Louis Bayhawks fan. I'm glad to see you enjoying football outside of the Salukis. But I'm glad you're caca, moment. Caca, caca. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the shirts in the stands. Caw, caw, caw. Yeah, dude. And whenever the game that. started, the crowd was cheering, um, Kronke sucks. Kronke sucks. <laughs> I wish I was there to participate. filled with joy. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. It was, it was, it was it's amazing. It's like that scene from The Grinch where his heart just gets like outrageously large. So <laughs> just imagine a sold-out crowd of 28,000 fans. Going crazy, saying Kronky sucks after the first touchdown. It was awesome. So, Matt cried tears of joy. <laughs> so playing off of the XFL, that's running smoothly. You guys seem to be having fun with it. The NFL switching sides here. Rule changes. How do you guys feel about the 17-game season? I mean, I understand why the league wants to do it. Like, they're trying to say it'll get the players more money, and obviously the NFL wants more money because if they have another game, that's more TV state, that's more TV games, that's more whatever. But I, I could not see why how the players would would want to do that. I mean, a lot of analysts have brought up good points that players struggle to stay healthy enough for 16 games, let alone a whole extra game. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's, I don't think it's a good idea, but I, I don't think the players are behind it. You're right. But that's the thing. It's not 
one more game. It's the same amount of games, just they're getting utilized a little bit more. Well, I, yeah, I mean, like I know they're I know they're they're getting rid of the one the one other preseason game, but it's the same amount of games. It's not. It's, yes, it is. It's seventeen games. It's a seventeen. It's six. It's sixteen games right now. There's seventeen weeks in a bye. I yeah, so what okay. they're saying is a full seventeen games. I think it would be either an eighteen week or nineteen week. Okay. Which I think is interesting if they do two buys. Yeah, like, it you would know, be they, nineteen. They do two buys. It would be nineteen and get, two buys. But hear me yeah, out. I mean, I think that's good for the players, though. You know, to get two buys, that but actually if, help them stay healthy. But it's it's really the same amount of games if you're taking the one preseason away and just putting it to actually mean something in the regular season. It's still the same amount of games. You just have some players that are going to eat. Yeah, but who who actually plays in like that for that other preseason? In the preseason, yeah. I mean, nobody well, really that's plays. What Especially I'm the fourth preseason game is literally just like a tryout for bottom feeder. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. So, I mean, you got guys who are just basically going to get actual playing time for this game. But you would have more teams that they were talking about to oh. make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's stupid too. Why why add more playoff teams? If you don't deserve it, why are you like why should the league just be like, ah, let's let's add another team? Like the NFL is just trying to make all this extra money off the off the players. Okay. It's, well let's think getting, it's getting a little ridiculous. Let's think about point. it like this. You go eight and eight, right? You don't think That's too bad. You go eight and eight. And you didn't win or you didn't lose. You don't think you deserve a playoff game to get in. I mean, let's just, I know it's completely different than basketball, right? But if you look at the NBA, like the East, you got teams that are five games below 500 that make the playoffs. Yeah, but that's the, but that's the structures. It's the top eight. It's not like the NBA is saying, now we're going to add, like, imagine if the NBA did that, where all of a sudden, like, teams are already bad enough. And then they're like, oh, let's make it the top 10 teams get in. Like in the NFL, if you're not one of then the top, then you have six, more if upsets, if, though. If you're not, if you're not one of the top, no, are you kidding me? No, <laughs> you mean to tell NBA me in the, in the, the playoffs, like, yeah, like the Chicago like Bulls are going to upset the, the Bucks in the playoffs? Like if, like if the Bulls were to make the playoffs this year because it was like top ten teams in the conference, the Bulls are going to upset the Bucks in the playoffs? No. I mean, they're just they're just gonna get their asses kicked. It's gonna be a waste right, of time for everybody. Right. But ev- anything is possible, you know. You can't just say Except nothing that. like that would happen. Except that. So that's pr- that's pretty unlikely. Did we ever talk about the baseball playoff changes and how everybody lost their mind? See, but that may the, the way baseball is is proposing that makes makes more sense though. Right, I actually like their you know, playoff change. I, I don't think that sounds so bad, but the whole baseball world like acted like it was treason or something. I don't know. I didn't get it. I thought it would be cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like this. It's it's a similar idea, like, of course, and like, and that's why the players were a little bit upset because you're adding you're adding another team. Yeah, like it's it's a lot of. Like people in baseball don't like don't like change, especially drastic. It's change. such a tra- yeah traditional sport. Yeah, I mean that's a big thing. But I, I like those proposed changes, and everybody was hating them. And then I'm like, oh man, I don't want to say I like them. I might get beat up or something. Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> like yeah, so, yeah, Twitter like, beat up. You know, somebody might yell at me on Twitter. Like, oh my I god, like, you know, you're so what I, I don't want to hear that. I'm I'm still not crazy about like adding another playoff team and all that, but I like the idea of getting rid of like the playoff tiebreakers and and stuff like that because that that gets like, a little yeah like the one game playoff is stupid, yeah but if you did game one game series it would be 
would be legit. Like I think yeah. that would be fun. And I, like, a and I like series. Yeah, and I like the idea of a three of a wild card series instead of just a wild card game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. So I like, I like the wild card series as well. Yeah, I like parts of the MLB proposal. I don't like the whole thing, but I think the NFL proposal is dumb. And I, I think I think all of the NFL proposal that they're talking about is is dumb. I was about to say the those are team. those are two of the big ones that I heard. But what are some of the other ones that they are talking about? What do you mean with the NFL or baseball? With the NFL. Well, they want the the big ones are the the postseason. They want to add the seventh team, uh, right, and then right. they want to in the, wanna, in the, in wanna, the season. But it's like. There, there's always like four or five, you know, many ones that never get talked. Well, about. they they talked about they talked about limiting the amount of padded practice, like padded contact practices, like you know, the uh, as part of the 17 game schedule proposal. They're like, oh, well, don't worry, like yeah, to limit yeah. to limit injuries will shorten practices, and people are like, people are like, what are you talking about? That's not going to help anything. So that's like one of those, like that's one of those league meeting things that you see in 2k my league or whatever and you see all these rejections and it's like well no fucking wonder it was declined because it's shit yeah the, the 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 front office nfl league people are like oh don't worry to make to make sure you don't get hurt we're just going to take away like contact practices because that's where all the injuries happens like uh <laughs> no not not quite they- they take care of their guys in practice pretty well. Yeah, day, yeah. Especially. It's like adding another sixty minutes of full contact football is what's going to cause more injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the last three years, every team has seemed to got you know get better about the offseason stuff. I think we've seen that come down a little bit. So NFL is staying relevant, always being talked about as other sports like baseball, which is about to start for us to keep talking about the NFL and football. Bears. I'm in Arizona. I get the alert. They cut Prince Amukamara and Taylor Gabriel. They opened up cap room. What oh. do you think their plan is? Sorry. I mean, their plan is probably just going to be to try to re-sign guys that they currently have. Is what I is what I would imagine. You think or, they you think they cleared that room just to get the AR extension done? Probably. I mean, that, that's what that's what I would imagine is what they're trying to do. You don't think but with all again, the quarterbacks then again, available? I don't, know, I don't really know who like who else is on the free agent market other than all the I, quarterbacks. I, I will put one name out there as a free agent that I think they should go after. I don't know how, what his price tag will be, but um, I think Austin Hooper would be an interesting name to kind of keep. Oh, going absolutely. Out. Austin I agree. He would be yeah. a match Hooper. made in heaven, and you know what I mean. Like he, he was a breakout guy last year. They have, they will have some money to throw at him. They you still know, need they to get rid of fix that position. Trey Burton need, was god awful. They still need to cut Austin, uh, Trey Burton though. Yeah, he'll be cut. I yeah, he he'll be yeah. cut for sure. But you would rather have Austin Hooper over Eric Ebron? Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> a, a thousand percent. Absolutely, I'll take Jimmy Graham. I'll take Jimmy Graham over Eric Ebron too. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy resigned with the Packers. I thought. I don't know. There's been, there's been talks of him leaving. That's a low-key good. Greg Olson to Seattle. It'll be a big, big thing for Russell. Yeah. One year, eight mil. 
That's yeah. a very, very while he commentates the XFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too, Greg. Every weekend. Yeah, I saw that. I, he's he's like, nah, I'm not ready to hit the booth yet. I got one more year left in me. So Greg Olson going to the Seahawks. The Bears are cutting ties with players. I think they could go after a tight end. They need a guard now. And you know who could be interesting is if they went after Taysom Hill. I, you know, I've heard yeah. that too. <laughs> My dad brought that up. But Ryan that Pace, be, that would be interesting. But Ryan Pace down, came out for that. and said that Trubisky is basically their starter next year. But they want more competition well, yeah, but, but at you're quarterback. Gonna, you're not going to have Taysom Hill be your starting quarterback, but you could bring him into the team and have him do some crazy stuff like he did in New Orleans. Yeah, and depending. Sean says he's a quarterback. So that's the best part. Yeah, depending <laughs> on the price range. Starting quarterback level. Definitely depending on the price range. Uh. In other news, though, the ESPN, did you see the headline that that reporter got suspended for calling Baker Mayfield uh, the M-word? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, and an expletive. Is that a bad word? And an expletive in front of it. It wasn't just wasn't just he said that, but he, he said it with a much more uh, anger and derogatory tone. What was it? I forget his name. I just saw the headline. I didn't hear the expletive in front. They just talked oh, yeah. about the other you derogatory the clip, term. You'll, you'll understand why he's in, why he's in uh, deep doo-doo. Yeah, so that was you know shocking when I read that. But then I got another notification about Joe Burrow saying that he could pull an Eli Manning and just not want to go play for the Bengals. And then yeah, but he yeah. he already rescinded all those comments. I know, now. I saw that too. But you could tell, like he was being sarcastic. He's like, "What do you mean? I would love to play in Cincinnati and drive two and a half hours home to mom and dad every weekend. I would well, love he, to do that after well, I just has, graduated." He has small college. hands anyway, so who cares? Yeah, what? what oh yeah, that was the. <laughs> yeah, that's what is the deal with that? Why? Why are they? Why do the hands with, like, matter so much? He seems to think he's funny. I don't know. Well, it has to deal with Big Dick why, Joe. Why? Why they measure that at the NFL Combine is it supposedly has to do with like your grip strength and yeah, stuff grip, like that. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Like hand, like hand strength. But yeah, like it. It hasn't really been proven to be that much of a big deal. And then Pat Mahomes commented, "He's like, I have small hands too, bro." <laughs> yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes' hands aren't. Yeah. yeah, Mahomes' hands aren't much bigger than Burrow's. It's like the best quarterback revelation in like fifteen, twenty years. You know, it's yeah, not, it don't think it means anything. So, it's just a, it's just an over like overhyped headline for them to for them to use from the combine. So, kind well, of, I mean, the NFL draft like is the most scrutinized thing. You know, what I mean, they they put you through the most scrutiny and check every single thing, and it's it's just kind of tedious sometimes. So the combine's going on right now. People, uh, it is going on right now, I believe, right? Yeah, it is. Well, it's, it yeah. starts not yeah. starts tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, uh, by the time tomorrow. you guys are listening, it's starting. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, I know it's starting, but it's like, okay, ah, you're right, you're right. So they're all the, they're all in Indy right now, but yeah, it has, I guess it, he's ready to start. They've tomorrow. been doing all the like pre-combine stuff. Yeah, and meetings and whatever interviews. What is your like favorite that? combine event? Probably the forty yard dash. Really, I like, seeing, I like I like seeing the linemen run it. I'll be honest, I love the bench press. Watching the guys try yeah, and get as many reps say, as the they can. The bench press is pretty fun. Uh, vertical just, leap is another good one. Yeah, I, the vertical leap is solid too. 
You see the guy from Illinois that he did, he like rose in the air and he had a forty some inch vertical. It went okay, all viral. I'm glad you brought that up because if you it's watch, impossible to listen, say his name. listen, if if you watch that video again in their slow motion, he did the impossible double jump. I have never seen a human do a Mario double jump. He jumped into the air and then propelled himself again even higher after he had reached his highest point of altitude. He double jumped in the air. What's so hard about that? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. But that ends this section of football talk sitting in section 312. Coming up, we talk about the fight. We have an all-new Sneedler's list. We break down some NBA talk and some segments to round out the show. But before we do that, we talk to you guys about it every single week. It is karaoke adventure. Do you guys want the best entertainment around? They do PAs. No, they don't do PAs. They do block parties. They bring the PAs, the TVs, the mics, the lighting, everything that you need for a singing good time. Over 20 years of experience. 25 years of experience, even 30 years of experience. Karaoke Adventure has been rocking with you for all of your karaoke needs. They do everything, family parties, gatherings, night out with friends. Go check out their videos on Facebook at karaokeadventure at facebook.com today or contact Eric St. Michaels at 773-732-6597. I can't do it. My voice is just shot. Karaoke Adventure. Check them out. All right. It is now time for an all-new episode of Sneedler's List. Jeremy, you're done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Um, all right. You're done <laughs> with the baseball rankings, I believe. So what do you have to yeah. lay on for us? Uh, I don't know. We went We went this whoa. week with um. nice belch. Thanks, man. Sorry. <laughs> um. Kind of going with a safe. We're going with a safe transition back into into Sneedler's lists, and so we're going with a safe one with um, top ten Chicago Bulls is uh, is what we're going with here. So we're just going to eliminate the top two right off the bat here with with MJ and Pippen. Uh, no need to no need to build up to that. I mean, obviously we knew that that was going to be where I was uh, going to go. So we're going to go in reverse order here and just do a top ten starting at the top. Like I said, MJ, obviously the best Chicago Bull of all time, no question. Scottie Pippen, clear number two uh, to MJ and his Bulls legacy. Then at number three, going with Derrick Rose, the MVP winner, and uh, a dominant force for the Bulls uh, through through those late 2000 or through those early 2010s. Uh, we hated to see him go, but it. Uh, it was definitely fun to watch him at his peak. He was definitely uh, kind of like a pre-Russell Westbrook in in a sense, in my opinion. There, the way he could uh, could dominate the team. Then we're going with a, with some throwbacks here. Uh, after doing my research, we we have at number four, Mr. Jerry Sloan, who played for the Bulls from 1966 to 1976. He was actually the first ever pick from the Chicago Bulls back in the expansion draft. And during his tenure with the Bulls, he averaged 14.7 points per game, 7.7 rebounds, and just over two steals per game. 
he was dominant. At number five, we're going with Artis Gilmore, who had two stints with the Bulls from 76 to 82 and 87 to 88. He shot 60% from the field during his time with the Bulls, but holds the NBA record for career field goal percentage. He averaged 20 and a half with the Bulls and 11 uh, rebounds per game. Another dominant force there. Another throwback, Mr. Bob Love. Played for the Bulls from 68 to 76. Fun fact, he made a visit to my junior high school. Uh, I didn't get to visit him, though. It was some sort of, like, career day thing. You had to sign up for it. And, like, my number one option was Bob Love, and my middle school still said, piss off, and I didn't get to see Bob Love. So that was kind of a bummer. But he was a damn good player. He averaged 19 and a half with the Bulls and six rebounds per game. He is my number six pick for Chicago Bulls all-time players. At number seven... Mr. Goggles, Horace Grant, played for the Bulls from 87 to 94, averaged 12.5, rebounds during his tenure with the Bulls. He was kind of, at, at times, was almost that, that third man for the Bulls when it, uh, during those, di- those dynasty years as far as uh, recognizable figures with MJ and Pippen. And uh, like I said, a little bit of Horace Grant. Uh, I feel like he gets kind of under underwhelmed in those Bulls dynasty eras, but had to include Horace Grant. He's one of my faves. Then we go into some more recent Bulls on this list. At number eight, Mr. Joe Kim Noah, who averaged about nine points per game, nine rebounds per game. He had a crazy little shot. Uh, and what reminded me of Noah's greatness was the clip that resurfaced of his uh, steal and dunk. Uh, during the Boston Celtics in a triple overtime victory in the Eastern Conference Finals back um, back in the day there. I think it was 2010 or 2011. But uh, played for the Bulls for about nine seasons from 07 to 16. Very dominant figure, a couple-time All-Star there. He makes the list at number eight. Luol Deng comes in at number nine, played for the Bulls from 04 to 13, averaged 16 a game, about six and a half rebounds per game. He is number nine and finishing the list of the top 10 Chicago Bulls of all time, Captain Kirk, Kirk Heinrich. He was gritty. He was tough. He never backed down from a challenge. He averaged 12 and a half a game, five and a half assists. And he was, he was the scrappy little white guy for, for the Bulls for a while there. And he had to make the list. So that's the top 10 Chicago Bulls of all time. MJ, Pippen, D Rose, Sloan, Gilmore, Love, Grant, Noah, Dang, and Heinrich. Honorable mentions are we commenting on this one? Yeah, of course sure. we are because I got a, I got Hon- a lot. Honorable mentions to Ben Gordon, to BJ Armstrong, and to Zach Levine. Okay. Vance, you want to say what Me, you what have or should I say it going first? On? Sorry, what the fuck is going on? Where is Jimmy Butler at, first and foremost? Um, but no, I mean, actually, I'm pretty proud of you putting Jerry Sloan in the right place. But other than that, Jimmy Butler's got to be fifth, right behind him. But I'm good. Know, with what did Butler good with most of it? I mean, Kirk Heinrich. What the fuck? I'm sorry, he was not very good to me. Um, I mean, I like Luau Dang at the bottom though. That's a good little yeah. little nugget Kirk, in the bottom Kirk of the Heinrich. list. He was almost underrated, but Kirk Heinrich, no way, man. Kirk sorry. Heinrich was a staple. He's one of the ten best Bulls. The Bulls are one of the worst franchises ever. Well, the that cool ten spot white here, guy. Was, here was the thing: <laughs> the, the ten spot could have went to about. 20 different Chicago Bulls players. I mean, they, they have a very strong, like, historical background of really good players. I just, I personally really liked watching Kirk Heinrich play. And I'm surprised there's no, like, Rodman, Ron Harper, those kind of guys. But, I mean, 
That's okay. I can Rodman, live with that. Yeah, Rodman just didn't – he didn't play for the Bulls for that long. I mean, I know he yeah, was – Yeah, I was going to say Rodman was on the Bulls very long, and then yeah. coach wasn't on the Bulls very long, but he could have been like that. He could really fill it up. Okay, but I think you guys are forgetting the ultimate bowl, the fan favorite for many years. Where does Brian Scalabrini rank? All right, next, <laughs> next topic. Next Best topic. mascot ever for the Bulls. <laughs> next <laughs> next topic. So quit, quit fired. So I like I like your list there. I do. I think Ben Gordon should have been number ten, and Kirk Heinrich should have been the bench player. Even though Kirk is probably one of my favorite Bulls of all time. Um, but that's a good segue into our NBA talk because sitting in this week's section in this NBA talk, we have. Zion's first matchup with LeBron and everybody was comparing it to a little MJ Kobe feels is what it what I was reading but Zion the reports came out that he weighs about 300 maybe over 300 pounds I don't know if it's true but if it is is he the greatest professional athlete of all time no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you still, still got to give that to Bo Jackson. But Bo wasn't, physical, Bo wasn't yeah, whipping yeah, around yeah. 300 pounds. But Bo Jackson force. was able to be a, a near Hall of Famer in the NFL and a near Hall of Famer in the MLB. That alone He was, he was nearly outrageous. 240 pounds, and he was running a 4-2. That's almost more impressive to me. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson wasn't a skinny guy either. I mean, that's like a fucking freight train. You know, freight train coming at you. You don't want any part of that. Yeah, yeah. Ask Brian Bosworth about how big Bo Jackson. (laughs) So the Lakers played the Pelicans with Zion matching up with LeBron for the first time. The Lakers came out on top, but the biggest news people were asking about was how was LeBron at Kobe's service or not. Yeah, I watched most of the game. I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not sure about the service. What was up with that? I mean, I saw a lot of people there, but I don't know if he was there with it being the game day. It was on the game day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, wasn't it the same day as as the game yesterday? That was all yesterday. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It might not have been, but that sounds right to me. The service was definitely over the weekend. Like, it was like Friday. No, I thought it was like Monday. It was just a couple days ago. Or yeah, it was like some of the during the day. It might have been Monday, the day. Tuesday, but it was like it was all day. Yeah, it was a day thing too. Or even if it was the same day, it was early. So the Lakers, good or bad, oh. are making talks all over the place because they they waived Demarcus Cousins for Markeith Morris, and they were expecting Cousins to come back for the postseason, but I guess. They know yeah, something that Achilles. other people did. Yeah, torn Achilles. No, this time it was an ACL, but yeah, yeah still. But I don't, either I don't way, think yeah, he made like, it back. Yeah, they a torn ACL off of a, a torn Achilles. To make it back. I don't think you. I don't think he'll ever be good again. I really don't. But I, I hope he does. I'm not going to say nothing is impossible because we have seen miracles uh, in the past decade. So I hope he gets better and he does play and a contender picks him up, but. The Lakers, they get another guy to help them try and secure a championship. Sneed, That's a great fit with Morris, too. Sneed, you're going to secure a championship because you can't lose in fantasy 
and you took Steph Curry from me when I was about to pick him up. Oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out why people were picking Steph Curry so early. He doesn't play until Sunday. <laughs> well, he didn't get like he didn't get hurt till like after the regular season started. I oh, are you talking about like, you talking about in free agency? Free agency. You just snack like you just picked them up on the same day I was about to. Like, yeah, yeah, me I too, to, bro. I had to make I me had to make too. sure I got him before anybody else did. It's not like you. Well, had who do you? What do you need him for? Your Freaking undefeated over here! Hey, Piece you of can't, shit! You can never be. Too <laughs> you can never be too comfortable. You can be comfortable, Ooh, dude. Mamba, when, Mamba mentality. You think Kobe ever felt content during the lose one once in a while? You don't have to be Cal Ripken. You don't have hey. to show up to every game. God damn it! Oh. Sit a couple on the bench for a little bit. Once I once I start getting content is when I'm gonna get upset, and that's not uh, that's not what I want. How about this? I don't want to lose to you. So, what do you want to trade? What player on my team do you want? There, there's nothing because the deadline passed. Frick! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kamish, can you uh? No. Can you do something can you make something happen. <laughs> no, that's not fair to everybody else. The deadline has passed. I agree. We God sh- damn it. we smooth. How did he lose? How did he get so good? You guys want you guys want a shot at the champ? Just beat me. Oh, I'm going to beat you now. Deadline pass. I have a pending trade. If I got, if I picked up Bulgisia, I believe his name is. Bielitsa? Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Uh, Can you just just not attempt to pronounce anyone's names anymore? We can never do it. Nemanja Bielitsa. It's all you. (laughs) That's how my dad is. We can't say anybody's name for shit. We call Rob McCoyvick, Rob McCoyovich. <laughs> Rob McCoyovich. Joe Robbie Mack? He yeah, said Rob McCoyovich. He was probably in the White Sox. He would call him Rob McCoyovich. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? I'm like, oh, you're talking about McCoyovich. Okay. So, you won't lose in fantasy. Stop saying that. Why, we got jinxed? <laughs> keep, keep saying it. Jinx yeah, it. Stop <laughs> saying jinx that. See you in the championship out. game, Sneed. See you there. All right, so I just hope he like he goes the whole regular season undefeated and then loses in the postseason like the Patriots. That shit would like, be awesome. Like Quentin in fantasy football. Is that what he did in fantasy football? <laughs> Almost. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what I did, and I should have won, but then he lost to me. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good, but <laughs> that wraps up this week's hey, NBA. The talk. fantasy gods, uh, they did take their hand off him in XFL one week though. So he did have a loss. So that's because that's not for money. Since all the leagues I'm playing oh, Clinton and money, it's all about money. I see money, 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 money. To the fantasy gods, it is. <laughs> NBA full swing. The Bulls, they're finally going to get some front office help. Zach Levine is yelling at Boylan. Boylan is being yelled hey, at. No, he, allegedly. Oh, come on. The video, he was like, dude, I have 40 fucking points. Levine said he didn't yell at Boylan. He he did. We got it on camera, Zach. You yelled, I have 40 fucking points and looked up at the scoreboard. Everybody read your lips. Don't even BS a BSer. All right. Jim Boylan's a clown. The front office is going to get a makeover. And they're going to build around Zach and Kobe. Because Kobe, you know, I will defend Boylan on this before 
we get away from the NBA. I agree with Jim Boylan that he should not start Kobe White right now because Kobe is in a groove right now because he's comfortable in his role with the team. He said three straight nights of 33-point games, and why would you want to offset that by rushing him into a position? Now, I don't know if it's rushing or not, but from my perspective, Jim Boylan doesn't trust Kobe White enough to throw him into that starting uh, rotation spot. I don't what know if why. Kobe is wanting the spot, and he told Coach about it. That's fine. Eventually, Kobe, you know you're going to get the spot, but you're in such a groove right now, and we're close to winning games, that he doesn't want to mess that up. Now, everybody's forgetting that Otto Porter has been out all year and Wendell Carter hasn't played in a substantial amount of time either. And Lowry is also hurt. If And this seems to be a common theme with the Bulls every single year, right? If all of your guys could ever stay fully healthy, we would have maybe six more wins than we have right now. We'd be sitting in the say, seventh or an AC. They would still suck. I don't know. Not, would still not be very That's good. the spirit, Lance. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm so against the Bulls right now, though. And I mean, Otto Porter is just. That was one of the worst trade guys to pick up. It just made no sense. Why didn't we get Beal? So expensive. I don't know. So expensive and so exactly. you know, like, for what? He's just. You know, he was the most overpaid player in basketball. Why would you ever want to pick that guy up? Yeah, I mean, next to John no Wall's sense. contract, it was like ridiculous. spending. It was like spending crazy time, you know. And then the Wizards offered him a max sheet, and then they, you know, whatever they they covered it, or somebody else from the Nets offered him from the Wizards, and then so they matched the offer sheet, and that's how he got overpaid. And then why, you crazy. know, why we go out and get Sadoransky, who's not good at all? Hey, I like Sado, and and why? I don't mind. He's been good. He's been good. A million point guards, a million point guards yeah. that are all okay. That is also it's true. Kind of like, yeah. That's no. what I don't like about their team construct right now either. But Sadoransky's been better than I thought he would be. He's been serviceable for sure. He's perfectly he fine on my fantasy side. team. <laughs> so the Bulls, they're disappointing, but I'm still having faith because I... I still on the playoff hunt. I know they're going to make the eighth seed because Orlando's going to take the seventh. We only have to outbeat... Uh, the Nets, basically, because the Nets lost Kyrie, and I know I've seen the record without Kyrie, but they're not going to win a bunch of games without Kyrie. Karis LeVert and uh, what's the other guy's name? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie? Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. I don't think they could carry that team into an AC. But that's, Jared Allen? That's my NBA rant. That's all I got for you guys this week in Section 312. But now it's time... For the BGOTW, it is the Ball Guy of the Week. This Ball Guy of the Week is one none other than the Gypsy King himself, Tyson Fury. The fight was on Saturday. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, they both came out in sweet attires, right? But apparently Deontay Wilder's like black suit of armor was like 40 pounds. And he used that as an excuse to why he got... Yeah, I'll say that's his own fault. He used that as an excuse as to why he got the shit kicked out of him by the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. That is one bad man. Outweighed him by like 40 pounds. Big, you know, sluggish looking dude, but he's a great boxer. Hits you with force. Gypsy King, he might be the one of the best uh, 
professional karaoke singers of all time. I don't know if he could take out Wayne Mesmer, though. Wayne Wayne seemed pretty confident in his karaoke skills. If Tyson Fury and Wayne Mesmer ran into a bar together, I don't know who would win in the sing-off. But Tyson Fury gets oh. the W. Everyone's saying he's going to fight Anthony Joshua now before... He had before he allows Deontay Wilder to get his rematch because Deontay is allowed a rematch clause for his belt back. But Tyson Fury is this week's Section Three One Two Ball Guy of the Week. Now to end the show, one last segment. It is the starting five, the starting five underrated movies from our perspectives. Matt, you were late today, so I'm going to let you choose the number. It's between 1 and 24. Um, 12. Vance, it's between 1 and 24. I'm going to go 13. <sighs> Jeremy. It's down to you. <laughs> 12, thir- 12 and 13 are the other choices? You can either win it, or you can hit it on the head, or you can lose it all. Give me 14. He's taking 14. We got 12, we got 13, we got 14. The number was 8. Ah. Damn it. I knew I should have taken the under. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Matt, where do you want to go? Uh, numero tres. Okay. I will go first. Since I was the next closest with my own number. You see how that works? (laughs) (laughs) Then Vance and then Jeremy. Starting five. So I'm second. Yeah, you're second. You're second. Starting five most underrated movies. I, for my first pick, am going to take The Hateful Eight. Okay. The Hateful Eight is about these wanderers. It's got Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jared Leto. It's got a lot of big names. And Jared Leto? Is, isn't that who it is? No, no Channing, Channing Tatum's in that movie, not Jared Leto. No, but I'm talking the... Uh, the the like the super thin guy who's at I don't screw it I'll ruin it all right so Jared, Jared Leto's not in the hateful eight no the two people at the very end of the movie yeah that's Channing Tatum no it's not <laughs> it's Samuel L Jackson okay it's Samuel L Jackson and okay I'm looking it up now I'm looking it up. I hope you're right. I am right. <laughs> I'm at least right that it's not Jared Leto, because Jared Leto is not in the hateful eight. Oh, my hey, bad. Jared. My bad. It's oh, it's yeah. Walton Coggins. Walton Goggins. Walton Cog yeah, Walton Goggins. But yes. Channing Tatum's also in the hateful eight. Channing Tatum is in the hateful eight, but he wasn't who I was referring to. I'm not good with matching names on celebrities. That's something I was never good to pick up with. But my first <laughs> Leave, leave be, that to me. My first pick would be The Hateful Eight. Very underrated movie. Terrible movie, but okay. <laughs> what? I'm Why? 
It's two day. It's three hours of people talking in the snow. Okay, but you have to follow the dialogue, and the dialogue is good. You're just an action guy. You you're a seer. That's not true. Yeah. I'm not an action guy. Yes, it is. I don't mind. I don't mind some dialogue, but if I want three hours of people talking, I, I'll read a book. He's like, I don't know. I was four feet away. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about a basketball game. I got hyped. Could you so. turn that shit off so you're not distracted, bruh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You interrupt good conversations. Jesus Christmas. Sorry, man. I'm up next, right? Yeah, you're up. Alright. My first one, I want Cable Guy. This movie, The Cable Guy. Ooh. It's, a, it's an older movie with Jim Carrey. Yeah. And Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, it's a really good movie if you haven't seen it. It's like weirdly funny at the beginning, but it gets a little creepy at the end. I don't know, all around. It's it's a pretty good movie, though. Just a lot of laughs. Jim Carrey, you know, kind of in his element, just being crazy. Slightly crazy. All right, so since I have the uh, third pick for the first round... Um, I'm going to go with Disney and Pixar's Cars 2. Um, I like the movie, um, but it got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it deserved all that. Cars 2, man. You had spies. You had some kind of uh, mystery going on. I was into it. But uh, turns out the critics are just stupid bullshitters. So <laughs> Cars 2. I liked it. Go check it out. That's the spirit, Matt. That's first the one and the third one are better, Matt. <laughs> I mean, hey, the first one's pretty good, man. I like the first one. You can't mess that one up. But uh, I'm man. saying the third one's good if you haven't seen it, for real. Like, I have seen the third one, too. Would, yeah, I'm, okay. Because I watched that with my son, and I'm like, that shit's actually pretty decent. Yeah, I like all of them. As far as underrated, as far as underrated movies, I'm and I, since I have back to back, I'm going with with a couple movies here that I think would surprise y'all. I'm going with Toy Soldiers as underrated movie, especially like I've seen it under underrated like '90s movies. You know, you have like Home Alone. You've got like all these other movies that stick out as '90s classics. But Toy Soldiers was pretty dope. I'm with you, Sneed. I like it a lot. And it, it resurfaced on Netflix last summer, and I watched it again, and I'm like, this is actually a surprisingly good movie. So Toy Soldiers at number one. And number two, I'm not a big war movie person. I think they're all pretty much overrated, except for a few. You know, Saving Private Ryan's really good. You know, some of them are really good. And also, my pick is Jarhead with Jake Gyllenhaal. I That's think that a great is a, movie. Is a solid movie. That's a great movie. Thank you. Um, for my second pick, this is also a good movie. It was mentioned on the show before as one of our favorites. Uh-oh. But it is underrated. Um, it should be rated pretty good. Whoa. But Rotten Tomatoes raiders didn't really like it too much. Neither did anybody else uh, as far as professional critics go. But it's semi-pro, dude. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> like, semi-pro is absolutely. great. Absolutely. You got the funniness. You, you got freaking Will Ferrell. So anything that Will Ferrell is in, you have to at least give it more than 50%, right? But absolutely. they rated it at 
And the movie is just asking you to love me sexy. So, I mean, like, you, you have to go for it. <laughs> that's funny. Semi-pro, oh, second pick. Okay, that's good. That's a good one. All right. I'm up next. A little bit of a newer movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. It's called Tag. It's yes. a game of Tag as grown-ups. And I think Based on a true story. Movie. Based on a true yeah. story. Yeah, and I was weirdly into that movie, even though I thought the concept was kind of, like, thin. Like, it was actually, like, the way it played out was pretty fun. And I liked it all in all. You know, it got pretty wild involving their wedding and shit. You know, it was, it was pretty cool. Some heavy stuff with Ed Helms being sick. It was interesting. Okay, I actually have not seen that movie yet, but my sister saw it in theater, and she said it was funny. It's decent. Yeah, it, it was pretty damn good. But, I mean, it's not, like, great or anything. Like, I don't feel like anybody's really ever talked about it, and I thought it was pretty good. Okay, with back-to-back picks here for Team Q, I have two Paul Rudd movies. Okay, my second pick, I'm going Dinner for Schmucks (laughs) with Paul Rudd and Steve Carell. That movie is highly underrated, and it's very funny. He makes all the little mice figurines out of the dead mice. Yeah, so yeah. funny. And my third one, I'm going with our idiot brother, where Paul <laughs> Rudd plays the like stoner farmer, and he's he's got the dog named Willie Nelson that he never gets to yeah. be with. That movie is also very funny, very underrated. <sighs> okay, no, yeah, I got my next one. It just came back to me. Thank God. All right, um, my next one. Would be Mr. Woodcock. Although that movie was oh, really funny. Great it's like one of my least it's one of my like least favorite movies of all time. It's you like just a love suck, or hate dude. movie though. It really is. One of my you least favorite movies of all time. You love it or you hate it. That shit is funny to me though. There's just certain parts that crack me up. I don't know. My mother hates Billy Bob Thornton. With a passion. See, I like Billy Bob. Ever since, like Th- ever since she saw him in Bad, ever since she saw him in Bad Santa, and how mean he was to that kid is what she <sighs> she said. She hates him. I love that movie too. So, Mister Woodcock, yeah, that's that's a funny movie. Don't think too hard, late. Matt. I'm currently searching for it. I can't remember the name of it. Who's in it? Um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, God. And um, some other dude. And uh, Jason Bateman. Identity Thief. And Jason Bateman. Identity yeah. Thief. Yeah, yeah, that's with Jason Bateman. Thief, whatever, yeah. Where yeah. her fat was... ass is stealing everybody's identity, being a bitch. I didn't understand <laughs> that movie. I was so pissed off. Like, if I was him, I would have beat her ass. Like, I would have just made her a like... The fuck, you're stealing my identity and ruining my life. Like, this movie would have five minutes. I would just killed her. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm taking you straight to the police and beating, your, or beating you up. Like, which one do you want? Like, you know what I mean? What so, are we doing here? Identity Thief uh, got rated at 19% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. Yeah, oh. 19%. And all the other critics are shit-ass, too. But I'll give it 28. How about that, Matt? <laughs> that hey, 20 is pretty good. <laughs> 20 is pretty good, but I like the... uh, 19 is low. It wasn't that bad. I'm just saying I just don't get how the movie even would have lasted that long. I would have just been, like, busting her up right when I got there. 19% is kind of mean, but I I like the movie. It was kind of funny in places. Some of it is like, what the fuck? 
And uh, and overall, the plot. I mean, she keeps it's not, it's not there. <laughs> it's the plot's not that. there. They visit St. Louis, um, but that's not why it's on the list. But um, I like the ending. It was a nice ending too. So Identity Thief, check it out if you haven't done it already. All right, Jeremy, back to back picks. Yeah. All right. So I'm going with Bad Santa. I think okay. it's underrated because okay. during the holidays it gets it gets overlooked as a as a terrific not only movie but terrific Christmas movie. It's part of my tradition that I watch it every Christmas Eve. Love Billy Bob Thornton. Don't don't worry about Bad Santa two. We're just we'll just acknowledge that that doesn't exist. But Bad Santa one, definitely a good movie. My other pick is going to be Goon with Sean William Scott and Lee Shriver. As Bad underrated. Santa had a Bad Santa had a what is it called sequel? Yeah, back in 2016, and it was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That's why I've never <laughs> heard of it. Yeah, it's not good. So we're just going to retcon that. Bad Santa 2 does not exist in my world, but Bad Santa 1 does, and it's terrific. Now, Goon, the Goon sequel, isn't very good, but at least it's enjoyable to watch. But the first Goon is an amazing movie. So, this is my fourth pick, right? Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I don't know, because movies that I like, you hardly ever see it. So try I'm just, me. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to brainstorm here. Try uh, me, bruh. I'm trying to see if one of the movies I really like has a bad rating or not. Turns out that one does have oh. a good rating. <laughs> Dang it. Um, Oh, I know what my last one's going to be. Because none of y'all are even going to take it. Perfect. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but what was that um, recent Adam Sandler movie? That Uncut on, Gems? Uh, that was on Netflix last year. Uncut Gems. Uh, on last year on Netflix. Are you talking the one Sandy with Wexler? Are you talking the one with Jennifer Aniston where they're on the boat? Oh yeah, Jennifer Mystery Anderson, Dinner. Yeah. Mystery Dinner. That one was kind of interesting. That is a good. That was decent. I like that one. I have no idea what the rating is, but people don't talk about it enough. Yeah, I think that was called like Mystery Dinner or something. Something weird. The only thing I didn't like is that I knew it was that chick like the whole time. Like, it was like obviously it was her, but then <laughs> they tried to make it seem secretive. Like I just could tell because it was like it was her family or something. You know what I mean? She's trying to get that money. Yeah. So oh, I remember it's, that. Um, it's murder mystery. That's so what murder mystery. Yeah, that's right. Jeremy, I like the one. It was forty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Vance, Vance, you're next. You got the your fourth pick. Yeah, my next one here gonna be all you know, very sports, a little more historical, not a comedy, but you know, especially with people our age, you probably don't even know it. Um, movies called Sixty-One. Um, it's 61. Oh, the Roger Maris movie. Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle chase after the babe, made by Billy Crystal. The way they shoot like old school sports scenes, you know, for being only like 2000, like early 2000 or late 90s, it was really cool. Like, I just liked the way it was shot. It was really well well done. Very historically, like, you know, accurate, but still telling a story. Like, it wasn't so dry. You know what I mean? Like, you could get into it in a movie sense. 
Okay. I can respect that. For my fourth pick, I'm going to go with Fighting With My Family. That WWE movie that came out that was based on a true story about the women's wrestler Paige. I thought that was very okay. well put together. I'm like, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's a good movie. It was very... It, it I was, wanted to, and I didn't watch it. Vince, it's on Hulu. Vince Vaughn is in it. It's on Hulu? Yeah, it is on Hulu. Vince oh, Vaughn. fuck? I know what I'm doing after this. Vince Vaughn is in it, and he plays a very good part in it. I, I think it was a very well done movie. Very underrated. Agreed. Fighting with my family is my fourth one. And for my fifth one, I'm going with a horror movie. Okay. And for everybody that knows me, I am not a big horror fan at all. But this, but this horror movie was rated PG thirteen, and probably still one of the scariest movies that I've seen. Now you're gonna make fun of me, or you might not. But my starting five, fifth most underrated movie, fourteen oh eight. Okay. With John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Based on a Stephen King uh, book. Yes. Very underrated movie. PG-13 scared the crap out of me when I saw it in theaters. That is my fifth one. I'm surprised a Stephen uh, King-inspired movie was turned into PG-13. That's kind of crazy. And that's why it was scary, you know, because typically I thought it was going to be rated R, but it did such a well job as a PG-13 movie. Vance? So I'm up next, right? Last one. All right. This one here, I don't know. I mean, it's a romantic kind of movie. I don't really care, judge me, whatever. Um, You know, Crazy Stupid Love. It's probably one of my favorite movies ever. Such a great movie. I don't know what it's rated. It might be rated really good. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people, when I talk about it, they don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm like, Such a great movie. Like, it's really, really good. It's the, just the... It, out of all those kind of, like, movies where all the pieces come together, I think it's the best made by far. Great like, cast, Kind of like Valentine's Day is like that. Yeah. Cast is loaded. I mean, it, it might have had a good rating, and that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. I, I didn't look up ratings. I don't really know, but... No, I, I think under, like, people underrated, are, I think, like, is fair. Really no. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Because I'm like, I, I didn't look that up. I, I'm just going off movies that I thought people, when I bring them up, they just don't really seem to know. Like, even though I feel yeah. like they should. For sure. Yeah, I love, I love that movie, and I've seen it so many times. It's just like, gotta. I always, I was, you know, looking things back over. I'm like, yeah, I want to pick that one as my last one. Matt, last one. You know what? I have two that might make it. I just thought of something. Well, you have one. Um, I am. I know. I got. I got to narrow it down. I got to type it in here. Hold on. Oh my god! Come on, guy. Hey, hey, bud. You need to calm down. Okay, I got. I got good ratings. Okay, I have my fifth pick. Um. It's the lowest rated movie probably mentioned on the show tonight. Um, dun, 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 got 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. We're talking about the 2017 movie, The Emoji Movie. <laughs> now, For real, not, not as bad of a movie as everyone says it is. It's not too bad. Um, I liked it, kind of. I liked the imagination, like, what if there's, like, 
what if that what's in our phone is living and what do we what do they have to deal with i like it it was cool so you think it was um, a hidden message in that movie that people didn't you know what a hidden message I, I don't know, but it sounds like you have a bigger spectrum of this movie than... I mean, it's basically a giant commercial, but, I mean, it's it's not as bad of a movie as everyone says it is. I mean, I kind of liked it. It was pretty nice. There was a lot of product placement. You're right about that. But, uh, I mean, this is the only movie on my list that nobody liked on Google either. So, <laughs> it's a... Uh, everybody seemed to hate it, but I want to tell them, look at it at a different perspective. Absolutely. All right. So, Jeremy, your last pick. Oh well, we are gonna we are gonna wrap this thing up with the greatest movie that has been mentioned on this list that none of you have probably even ever heard of. That is the movie Climax from movie studio A twenty four. It is a French film, and it is about dancers that are in this like remote area in France and they're all dancing and doing their thing but someone spikes their punch bowl with LSD unbeknownst Oh you to talked them. about this one. Yeah. This one. Un- unbeknownst to them. Yeah, unbeknownst to them their LSD their punch gets spiked with LSD. So some people enjoy it, some people freak the hell out on it. And then some people die. And it is a terrifically shot movie. The choreography is insane because it's all uh, professional dancers in the movie. There's one actual actress in the movie, and even she's a professional dancer. There's a 45-minute long take. It is just a terrific movie. And that wraps up this rendition of our starting five most underrated movies, Matt. Get us out of here. We're getting out of our seats. Section 312. Talk to the people. Well, I just want to say uh, I do have a bench player. Um, that would be Sausage Party. Um, <laughs> it's a stupid-ass movie. It got shit ratings. I could do without the last scene, but the movie up until that point was all right. I literally um, turned that shit off. Like, I couldn't... I couldn't. <laughs> Like it was like it was funny at some parts, and then they started doing this weird sexual shit, and then I'm like, no, dude, this is too fucking much. Like, uh, well, I gotta this off. luckily at Netflix, that point, I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Luckily at that point, the movie was over. It was basically just a sausage fest at that point. But uh, um, I could do without that. But you just now listened to section three one two episode forty something. I don't know, count them up. <laughs> um, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Section312Show. You can check out our website, Section312.com. That is the online home for us. You can always visit that section on that website. Also, you can visit our friends at MWSN.net. That is Midwest Sports Network, and they are our affiliate, as well as, you know, podcasts from other markets. And that wraps up this week's episode of Section 312. We will talk to you guys next week when hopefully we have another guest on the show sitting in Section 312. Until next time, Section 312.